<laughs> yeah. pureness. Where did that yes. come from? That came from high school. It was like, I, I guess girls just taunting me because I always used to be like, oh, you have to do this in life. And in life, I'm going to do this. And they're like, OK, Miss Pureness. Oh, that's where it came from. Okay. <laughs> and you're from so, Toronto? You yes, were? I am. OK, I am. So, so where did you go to school? Like what, I w- what part of town? I went in the east. OK. Yeah. And yeah, actually, it was a great experience. I can't even say anything bad about any of my school experiences. It was fun. Um, but yeah, I definitely got taunted for that. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome yes. to the studio. Hey. Elizabeth, a.k.a. Pureness. Right? I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Um, start well. You know, we're we're definitely like a place where entrepreneurs of all different types, mm. uh, you know, share their stories, but also come and like do cool things and collaborate with each other and stuff. I love that. And yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> and so it's really exciting for me to sit down with entrepreneurs, particularly who are not in tech, because we do a lot of tech and startup stuff. I was watching that. Yeah, you've yeah, seen some of this Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still intrigued, but yeah, no, I, I'm glad to be part of the space as well. Well, I would love to hear kind of about the work that you do. Mm-hmm. And it also as a business and you mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur kind of pursuing your work as a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's get started with a little introduction. I'd like you to introduce yourself. Oh, should I? Yes. Okay. Well, as you said, Elizabeth, but aka Pureness, I was saying earlier, I barely even remember my real name because I've been called Pureness for so long. It's just my business name. It's become my tagline and everything about me. So yeah, as known as Pureness, I'm a makeup artist, celebrity makeup artist now, and I've been doing it for so many years that it's kind of telling my age. So <laughs> it's been a great journey though, and I started off from really humble beginnings in terms of artistry mm. really kind like of just teaching yourself stuff is what exactly you mean. okay exactly self-taught trying to figure out what was going on in the industry and who to connect with and who not to connect with right and um yeah from there i i got the right footing and i really turned it into a business and and i took it very seriously early on and i think that helped leverage me later on so it's a tough one because it's a it's an industry based off of relationships right absolutely Absolutely. So at what point in that journey did you find yourself kind of like really gelling with your network? And also you mentioned like who not to talk to or not yeah, to hang out with. Yeah. If there's anecdotes in there, like yeah. how do you find direction and stick with it? To It's not easy. And of course, earlier on, it's easier to be caught by those people or Mm. groups that really have no good intentions for you so it's easier to get lost in the sauce if you will but now being more seasoned those people don't even approach anymore Mm because they know that there's a structure there that they can't break down so it's not as bad but there are people out there and i've always told artists be careful be Mm -hmm. careful of who you entrust your time and energies and products and talents to because you can get used out here so but with that said there are great sides to the business as well. So that's what you just have to grab onto. So, um, okay. So at what point in yeah. your career were you locked in saying, this is my life. This is what I'm doing. I, I was, you know, I am, I'm an expert, like a master at my craft. It's funny. I think I started saying that to myself a little too early, but that. But I gave you the confidence for me. to do yes, it. It made it work <laughs> because you know, I guess like some people would say, you know, like the rapper, he's his own 
hype man. Yeah, yeah. That's so a good I had point. to be that for myself, and I was. I think all myself, entrepreneurs have to be. That. I you think gotta, we all should be. You have to drink your own Kool Aid, right? Absolutely. But Absolutely. you got to stay realistic gotta about. Be real. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be real. To be honest, I think I was tooting my own horn. But um, no, honestly, people were telling me how great I was and how well I would do here and even in other countries. Okay. So I started realizing, okay, well, maybe I should really take this seriously. And that was very early on. That was probably a year or two into it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So uh, when when did you get started? Was this after school? Did you go to school I for this? Or? technically didn't go to school for this. I went to school for everything, but okay. I was definitely in the corporate world. Oh, really? I was really? working for the government. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I was doing that and slowly started saving up for my kid. I had people, you know, that were singing that I knew and, mm -hmm. you know, little shows and stuff like that, doing little music videos. And eventually one day somebody told me in the industry, you know what? You're really good. You should mm. get paid for this. And it, the light bulb went on. You know. like, hey, this is something I can actually do. Yeah. Like, why should I be apologetic for it? It's exactly. not a hobby. And that first time where I had to ask for money, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, am right. I allowed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heart's and, thumping. And it's right. like, how much should I ask for? <laughs> is that okay? Are yeah. you, is that okay? I asked. And they were like, yeah, sure. And I was like, oh, my gosh. That's when it started. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned like so celebrities, but yeah, I guess mm -hmm. performers, music artists particularly. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Tell me a little bit about that world and about kind of working mm -hmm. with that world it, or customer base, let's say. Uh, yes, indeed. It can be amazing as long as you know what you're doing and, you know, you're confident in yourself. Uh, you know, sometimes the industry will try to push at you. You just got to make sure you're standing strong. Right. Uh, but it's honestly really amazing. And when you have the talent there, that business sense and the mind behind it you are good to go and i've had honestly such a good track record with basically any client i've had so not just celebrities but mm -hmm. anyone that i've come into contact with because everything was in place and people are impressed and they really just keep carrying the name and that's all i could ask for and it's a business that i'm assuming is, is personal referrals for the most part right 100 percent. i could do advertisements out the wazoo, but it will never do what referrals do for me. Right. Yeah. We see that here on campus because this is just one of our studios, right? We mm -hmm. have another building around the corner that oh, is. I know that. Yeah, and it's a it's a film and photography studio. Gotcha. Um, so it's like a thirty five hundred square foot space that's like huge ceilings and a, a big open white space with a curved mm -hmm. wall. So it typically gets used for some music videos. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of fashion photography. Yeah, the That's, curved wall is right. Yeah, exactly. Because the infinite space lets creatives just mm -hmm. do anything. Anything. I love those spaces. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Um, and through that lens, you know, with seeing shoots every week, it's yeah. really interesting because the kind of like the hair, makeup, uh, and and other supports for talent. Mm -hmm. um, I see everyone like wheeling everything that they need for their job onto site. Yes. And. You know, with seeing that every day, it's it's interesting because this whole idea of mastery to me yes. uh, requires the tools of your trade to be yours. Yes. But there's a lot of legwork with this kind of business. People um, are shocked. And then also, it's interesting to me to consider how it scales as well. So mm. how does your business work with working with other artists and bringing, like, let's say you get a gig for, you know, you got to do hair and makeup for a music video and, mm -hmm. or makeup for a music video. Right. And you've got like five artists going on camera. Do you mean the artists or artists like myself, makeup artists? Like yourself. like Okay. Yeah. That is where I think the business gets the most sticky, unfortunately, because it gets a little catty. Mm. You know, it, people are fighting for the top spot. And... In that sense, we're not working together anymore. We're working against each other, you know, and I've tried to help 
facilitate that in the background and let people know when I come on set, it's not competition, we're here to work. Mm -hmm. So that does help in my spaces, but in general, it's still a unfortunately a little bit of a toxic space to be in sometimes so does that mean that like typically if more than one makeup artist are required for a project mm -hmm. then they're not hired together or you're not asked to most of the time most of the time they're hired individually mm. yeah there are teams out there but more than not it's normally individuals with the space and how we all work together it can be amazing and teams can be great but even within teams, there can be that fight for the top spot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is what it is. And uh, we just, you know, got to work with it the best we can. And uh, and so how does... I, I'm always intrigued by this, right? For mm -hmm. like kind of gig work in the sense yeah. that when... Okay, wait, is it gig work in the sense that like gigs come at you? Yes. Like projects come at yes. you? Yes. And you have to be a bit agile to like respond. Like you've got... How do you manage your schedule mm. and like how rapidly are leads coming in for different projects? People have said that they say, I don't understand how you do it, Pyrrhus. You're always by the phone. You're always responding. And mm -hmm. I think that's what made me that way was because I knew when something came out, there were going to be 5,000 other people responding. So yeah. I've got to get somewhere close to the top and then stand out with whatever it is I'm presenting to them. So, you know, whether it be competitive pricing, really good services, telling them that I'm very sanitary, telling them, you know, that here's my talent, here are all these pictures and videos you can see, and that I'm versatile with race and age, mm -hmm. then I've got my shoe in. But still, getting to the top of that list is a bit better because they're not going to go through all of those 5,000 names. So, right, right. yeah, you got to be quick. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. Because also, like, for at least from our lens for like on camera stuff. Yeah. You know, projects come together very last minute. I don't That's know how they thing. do it. That's it's like you, you even if they're corporate gigs and yeah. it's like a fashion shoot for a brand, mm -hmm. they know they have to do their like seasonal shoots, <laughs> but they don't organize it until like a week before. <laughs> I never understood that. It hurts my feelings yeah. in my heart. It's crazy. Like, Come on, you guys did this whole thing and you just figured out you need a makeup artist a week before. Right. It, yeah. Yeah, even talent, right? They'll get like models that the, too. the week before. You that know? too. And then so. they'll still be trying to figure out, okay, so do you have availability? Okay, hold on. We're going to ask the other people if they're available. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. We should have known this already. But yeah, it's always last minute. It's always rush. So let's talk about this. Uh, one thing you mentioned, which is interesting to me, and especially being here in Toronto with our, with our diversity in the mm -hmm. city, the city being per capita, maybe the most diverse city in the world. Totally. Right? Totally. Working with different skin tones, working with different looks. Mm -hmm. Um how is that something unique to Toronto? Is it unique to Toronto? Is the diversity that you've worked with because it, of what's in front of you or it, something that you've pursued? It is unique in Toronto, I will say. There are some other cities I've touched on that have that as well. Hmm. Um, parts in the U.S. as well. There are, you know, markets there. But uh, honestly, it's made it better for my business. So I definitely am happy I started here because had I started somewhere where there was only one or two, you know, skin tones to work with, I would only know those one or two skin tones. Mm -hmm. And now I know everything. So I can go anywhere and, and do what I need to do. So I'm I'm so happy I had that start off to work with. So are the projects you work on mainly in Toronto or do you it sounds like you I'm, said international I'm everywhere. And, uh, so okay, give me some <laughs> anecdotes. Craziest uh, craziest gig oh my gosh. play or craziest place that you've been to to craziest do your work. Place. 
You know what's so funny? Craziest place doesn't come to mind. I'm, I'm thinking sometimes I'm doing makeup in the bushes. I mean, okay. I've done it on the beach. Okay, that sounds bad, but I've done it on the beach. <laughs> and uh, oh, where else? I don't know. I've done it at the beginning of movie theaters, like the front. Okay. And, and bring my ring light and, you know, yeah. and good to go. And I've been to so many different spots. I can't even think of all of them, but, you know. So international, though, international gigs. Internationally, I have done the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. I have done Cancun. I have done a whole bunch of the United States, the UK, and a lot of Canada. And that's, that's uh, give me the range of different kind of like, mm-hmm. um, I guess, what do people need your services need them for? for? Is it personal as well as commercial there stuff? Is some, there is a lot of personal. That's more my filler. And I would say okay. like I could get great music videos, great artists, events, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's still going to be those individual bookings that come in right. that... I honestly leverage the business. It's funny because we had a photographer in, uh, a friend of ours named Ryan, uh-huh. uh, and and he's this amazing photographer. And there was something that he he released recently, which was some photos from his, and I used to live in Kenya, so I love anything about Kenya. But okay. like he released some photos of a trip that he did for, a, I think it was a UN mission with Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. And okay. just because the documentary just came out, mm-hmm. and so he posted that just to say, hey, you know, like looking fondly on these times together, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then I looked at it, and I posted you know, comments with elephants saying, I miss Kenya. I, I was oblivious to the... Right, to what was I Yeah, I was like, Selena, go who? <laughs> what? Okay. Um, but, uh, but he was saying this when he was in this studio a few months ago, talking mm. about the life of a photographer. He was like, I can go on these crazy trips. I can work with the United Nations. I can work with celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do big commercial projects. Like he's shot, I think it was Fendi or Chanel. He shot a collection. But he was like, yeah, but he's like... I can't wait for those gigs to come in. Yeah. Uh, so my cash flow comes from doing what I do. Yeah. And he was like, I'm a photographer first. Yes. Um, and there's no, it's funny because the people who sit outside of that work might throw stones or people ask him all the time, why are you doing weddings, Ryan? Right. Why are you doing weddings? I get that too. And he's <laughs> like, I get to spend the day with happy people. Mm-hmm. And they're celebrating, and that's fun. Mm-hmm. And I can catch so many moments yeah. uh, on camera. And so he was like, not only is it a necessity to like have the cash flow come out of that work, but yeah. it's fulfilling as well, and it shouldn't be it stigmatized. Uh, it shouldn't be at all. And lots of people say, oh, well, only do celebrity work, only do this. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That can be stressful. And I'd like to have that variety, to be honest with you, when one thing is just tiring me out I have the other thing to go to so I'm all over the place and I don't get tired out of one category if you will so Mm -hmm. I'm happy with it that's awesome yeah absolutely so as a kind of a solopreneur like you're doing your own thing Mm -hmm. what are the toughest aspects do you think that you've lived through of of fighting your fight honestly this is gonna seem silly my paperwork I hate it paperwork who who doesn't hate paperwork (sighs) As soon as I have to sit down for invoices, I start having heart convulsions. Like, I don't even know how to feel. Um, But yeah, you know, I deal with customers really well. All of that stuff, for me, it's natural. It just flows. But when I have to sit down and and do the the office work, if you will, that's that's when I start getting a little antsy, a little frustrated. But it's part of the work. (laughs) And are there any projects that you're working on that are like for your own um, that are Mm. aside from client, you know, gigs? There are. I mean, other than sitting down here with you today, (laughs) Um, I I have been now 
on my own journey. So I've it's been a hard juggle. I'm not going to lie to you mm-hmm. trying to do the business and put myself out there. But now because of my life journey and my weight loss journey also, I've been getting attention. So now I've got to kind of shift focus into myself. So I've been getting interviews and and things of that nature and publications and things like that coming out. So there's a bit more traveling that may be coming in and we'll see what happens, but I'm ready to take this in its own path. Wait, so tell me a little bit about this. Yeah. Because I don't know much about this. Okay. So the weight loss journey story. Mm-hmm. What what what's the snapshot here? What do you what what are you becoming famous for? That's not just <laughs> right. That's not just makeup. Yeah. Well, who knew? Um, well, apparently, <laughs> yeah. during the pandemic or a little bit before the pandemic, I was trying to take care of my health, but I wasn't focusing properly. And again, always kind of pushing back into the business, using it as an excuse. To be quite honest, right? Uh, but. With that said, pandemic happened. I slowed down and I was like, you know what? There's no excuse. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of health issues that were going on. Okay. And instead of just going to the doctor every day, which I didn't feel comfortable doing during the pandemic. So I was like, let me start researching. And they weren't even working. There you go. Like, at least not in clinic. Not like that. So you're exactly. Like it was doing like virtual. telemedicine. Yeah, there was telemedicine. That's right. That's right. My wife's a doctor, <laughs> and even she was frustrated with that. You know, really? like not being able to see patients. Yeah, so. that, it's just weird. It's, yeah. You're not used to that. Uh, but yeah, I, I started researching about my health and then kind of started stumbling upon things that I should be doing that would also help weight loss. And okay. then. I started my weight loss journey, and now I've lost almost 250 pounds. So wait, sorry, how much? Almost 250. What? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> That's an amazing accomplishment, right? right? I, I never thought I could do that at all. Was it something that you know? Because it's such a large amount that, like, mm-hmm. in the sense like, that, <laughs> what? Well, it's one of those things, you know. Like, I, I think I don't know what the example was. I was mm-hmm. in the gym this morning, and there was something that came up. I was talking to my trainer about. And it was one of those things, oh, yeah, it was like I bought a watch that I need to, like, send in for a repair. Okay, okay. And so it, was, it became this metaphor. We started talking about things that you know you need to do, but, like, you put them because it's not, it, it feels like it's not immediately important. Yeah. So you put it off and they can be something that's so, like, your health. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, and it can be, it can, it can snowball. Yeah, it and snowballs. So what's the what was the catalyst for you? In the like pandemic hits and you're yeah. like, I need to do something about this. Like yeah. what? It was basically that, the health and all that. And then I just had the aha moment. Like I have no excuse. Like mm-hmm. every single excuse I've used is exhausted at this point. And I'm sitting here doing nothing. So let me just try. Mm-hmm. Let me just see what happens. And after I found a couple things and realized I was ketoing and whatnot, and it was working and I was like, I am not going to stop. No matter what it is, I don't have a goal. I don't have a number. I'm just not going to stop. Whatever it is that I'm going to do. And it worked. Like, it just kept going. And the weight was just dropping. And I was getting more energetic. And now I was able to work out the way I hadn't been in years. And So diet? Yep. Diet was definitely first. All lifestyle stuff? Like diet, yeah. sleep? Yep. Even just checking myself mentally, right. you know, and making sure that everything was, you know, clicking there. And... Honestly, it was like a no-brainer. I was like, wait, a healthy diet and working out can actually make you lose weight. Who knew? Right. Uh, but yeah, it was that simple and it just fell off. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And so diet-wise, let's dig into that. Like what okay. What did you, yeah, how, how did you change first, your diet? It was so different because I was eating all the things, all the, you know, Chinese buffets and uh 
pizzas and McDonald's, all the all the fast food, and a lot of it. Mm. A lot of it. I, I said this on another show as well. I realized I would, you know, do a takeout. It would cost $30 and I could put some in the fridge for tomorrow. And now I was paying like $60 and I was still hungry. Mm. And I was like, whoa, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I definitely cut down portion size. That's the biggest thing. Right. And right. yeah, I, I took care of like my healthy fats and all that good stuff. And yeah. I got rid of carbs. Yeah. Yeah. Who needs carbs? Yeah. Once in a while. Once in a while. <laughs> Once in a while. Cheat days. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, yeah, diet. I mean, so again, going back to like my wife's work, she's a lifestyle medicine doctor and this is the oh. whole thing. This is what it's about. Okay. Right. It's all about like lifestyle factors um, that are, that's, this. yeah, that's like inhibiting people's uh, health and quality of life. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a major thing that we don't think about, especially in North America. Like. It's funny because, like, I know this is like tin hat, you know, social critique, but like everywhere you go in the city, there is advertising. Yeah. Everything being advertised to you, you know, it is being sold to you and has a profit mandate behind it, mm-hmm. which inevitably means you yep. mentioned fast food. Yeah. Costs have to be low, yes. margins have to be high, high, and volumes have to be as high as mm-hmm. they can. They're pumping crap into their customers blood whatever fillers they can and then yeah and it feels like it's all that's in front of you once mm-hmm. you get used to it th- yeah. this is the only food option that's the only food op- mm-hmm. these are my options i felt that way yeah uh, i think you, a lot of us did and oh, then do. was part of this also kind of like t- taking a bit more onus to cook and then choose oh yeah what eating yeah right? and i think almost pandemic made it impossible to really do a lot of those things or you i mean you could do it but it wouldn't be as safe you wouldn't feel as safe so mm-hmm. yeah i got rid of takeout altogether the drive through was not a thing mm-hmm. so yeah definitely was cooking and uh getting those veggies and yeah grocery store i would just get lump sums of things instead of going for one little thing you know mm-hmm. and letting them rot in the fridge right <laughs> pretending as if i was going to do this thing but no I, I got really serious so yeah and uh it's quite an incredible story in terms of the commitment that it takes to be able to like stick with it and Mm. know that you've changed your life forever. Everyone keeps saying that. How did you get the determination? I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just in you and something just clicks and it's right. I really don't know what that thing was, what that fuel was. I just. Yeah. I mean, like in in a way it should be, it should feel the same as getting a a job in a new sector and, or, or moving to a different country. Right. Right. It's like, you're on a different path. Yeah. That's okay. That's part of life. Yeah. And then you do it. And then you and do then it. And that's who, who you are. Yeah. You no, go, it's exactly You work that. out, you eat well, and now that's what you do every week. Yeah. And this is your new and routine. Now it's, and that's the lifestyle change, and that's it. Yeah, this is just what I do for life. They're like, when are you going to stop? I'm not going to stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where was there supposed to be a finish line? Okay. Yeah. I'll stop when I'm in when the ground, I guess. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Um. The perseverance as well through the pandemic, mm. just in terms of your work, must have been difficult. Did work, was it difficult to find gigs where, where things kind of on pause yeah, a lot? Yeah, it was really, uh, it got scary at one point. And I remember having thoughts, what if people forget me? Yeah. What if I no yeah. longer am a thing? I mean, people are learning online how to do makeup now. Now they're doing their own hair and nails at home. Right, TikTok. They won't need me anymore. Yeah, TikTok's out there. They've got YouTube videos to watch. They don't need me. Um, and... Right when the first lockdown kind of eased up, Mm -hmm. it was still kind of ghost town. And then after the second one or so eased up, 
everybody on the face of the planet called me and I was like, okay, this is going to be overwhelming. Yeah. I didn't know what to do with myself, but I was happy they still remembered me, literally. Yeah. Such a weird experience. It was mm-hmm. so crazy, like, mm-hmm. to just have everyone disappear, be very insular, and everyone was feeling the same way, but mm-hmm. it was like, we can't just all be digital instantly. And exactly. Fi- and replace, like, conversations. As if we were born this way, like, oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I hate Zoom, man. I think it's terrible. Like video... I was okay with it a couple times and then I was like, yeah, this is it for me. I'm right. done. I don't want to Zoom anymore. I like since the beginning of the pandemic would be on calls with people and I, and I'm like, let's just have a phone call. And they're like, but yeah. why? We can do Zoom. video. And I'm like, I I'm sorry, but I don't want to mm-hmm. look at you through mm-hmm. through a video camera. Like I've been Skyping, you mm-hmm. know, since Skype had video, which mm-hmm. was like 2000 or 2001. Early, yeah. 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 So I'm like, this is not new to me. Yeah. Um, and it's not because of that. It's not cool. Like it's it's. Let's just talk. I can hear your voice. That's, That's good. So funny. Or people that go on Zoom, but then they have a profile picture, so you're still just using your voice anywhere else. We could have just called each other. Okay. While we're talking about this, I do have one gripe with Zoom and, okay, and all these platforms. That is the fake background. Oh, <laughs> it's terrible. Well, I'm sorry. It's terrible. so obviously fake. And yeah. And when s- you move, it's. <laughs> or you're on a call, and then there's three people with the same background. <laughs> and I'm like. It's okay. You can show us your bedroom, yeah. man. We know there's a little mess on the bed. It's okay. <laughs> oh, so for all that to be ending and people to be like getting back yeah. to like hanging out and doing projects yeah. and that, that must be so amazing. So refreshing. I was, unfortunately, I mean, I know we were supposed to be social distancing, but I was hugging everybody. Yeah. It's like, I miss people, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And then, so the personal and the work life kind of now do you feel like there's a gel in your life everything kind of flows better it flows together but schedules do not i'm going to be quite honest Mm -hmm. and quite frank it's difficult trying to figure out like now they'll be like okay come do some makeup and then right after i have an interview to do and i'm like well now i have makeup all over me now i gotta go get changed i'm in public washrooms changing rushing to the next place so it's been interesting yeah it's very busy very busy so have you been thinking about the scale idea like are you what what does that mean even in your in your work like i have thought of even just scaling back in a sense but honestly because of how pandemic treated the business i was like it's not time yet Mm -hmm. but there's also things i'm thinking of broadening in my branding in terms of selling products and doing things like that that will take over some of those hours that i have to put in so cool yeah that's exciting yeah yeah i'm excited Wow. Yeah. So have you been prototyping stuff? Yes. You're working on yes. products? Yeah, I'm working with labs Ooh. right now. So That's yeah. exciting. I'm super excited. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so we're definitely going to do a little follow-up. Oh, I can't wait. I would love to do um, that. We have, yeah, we're planning to do, I'm planning to do some roundtables on the industry oh. of kind of like fashion, beauty. Uh, so I'll include you in that. Thank and you. Uh, And I think we can have some interesting conversations. Okay, I'm loving this. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it was amazing to spend some time chatting. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) Thank you. Um, If people want to reach out about your craft, Mm -hmm. you know, or your journey, Mm -hmm. where would you send them? What are the what are the main ways to contact? So the main way I always go back to my own portal, www.facesbypureness.com. And then, of course, Instagram is my next baby and it's at Faces by Pureness. And pretty much everything, social media, everything online is Faces by Pureness. Cool. Yeah. And then let's end on a question. okay? Okay. So the question is, what advice would you give Mm -hmm. to other people? people younger people maybe coming out of school or otherwise Mm -hmm. facing this question that you you were presented with which is you know they love this work they love makeup they love 
you know, aesthetics, but it seems to be everywhere these days, mm-hmm. you know, and they want to get involved in this work. Mm-hmm. Any advice? I have to say, and I just spoke to someone last night about this, uh, go back old school. And I feel like it will never do you wrong. I was in laundromats posting my posters. I was talking to people. I was at events. I was doing weddings. I would attend weddings and then, you know, advertise my stuff. Mm. I would go up to people and hand out my business cards. I went to stores. I put my business cards in there. And eventually people started recognizing my imagery. And it was starting to embed into their minds. And my reach started to grow. Honestly, I know social media is an amazing thing, but I feel like it should be a backup plan and a thing that helps give that solidification. So when they go to your website, they're like, oh, this is her work, Mm -hmm. you know. But in terms of just sitting there and thinking that I'm just going to post a lot, that can do some things. But I'm telling you, that person to person connection is amazing. It will never fail. Yeah, it's great advice. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Yay. That was good. <laughs>